Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. Today's podcast is titled Seven Signs of a Poverty Spirit. <laughs> seven Signs of a Poverty Spirit. You know, we could call it Seven Signs of a Poverty Attitude, a, a Lack Mentality, a Poverty Mentality. This is going to be a great one. By the way, Igniting Hope is going to be releasing some great things coming up about breakthrough in finances. And so I'm doing a three-part series here in the podcast leading up to it. Even though we're talking about money, this is certainly way bigger than money. This is uh, a key for us. And you know, it says in Luke 16, 11, it says, if we're unfaithful and unrighteous mammon, who will trust to us true spiritual riches? And so finances is the kindergarten of true spiritual riches, because as we focus on it, it's going to release things in our lives and create a wineskin in us to where we can experience true spiritual riches. Hey, before I get into today's content, I'm recording this on February 22nd, 2023, and we're starting today, or we started today, our 40-day negativity fast, positivity feast. If you're listening to this soon after my recording of it, it's not too late for you to uh, sign up. You can go to ignitinghopeacademy.com and you can find out uh, about it. We have three levels, a free level that most people are doing, a $35 level where you're going to get some podcasts, other content, and then a third level where you get the emails, podcasts, et cetera. And that third level, you also have three sessions with an Igniting Hope Certified Belief Trainer online ministry personally to you. Wow, so good. Hey, let's get into today's teaching, Seven Signs of a Poverty Spirit. And I remember reading books, uh, a couple books by Harold Eber Eberly called Developing a Prosperous Soul 1, Developing a Prosperous Soul 2. This is in the 90s where I was really battling this and didn't really understand how much this poverty spirit, this poverty attitude was embedded in me. Those books were part of many different things in that season for the Lord moving me from a lack mentality to more of an abundance mentality. A lack mentality to more of an abundance mentality. In Psalm 23 verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. I shall not lack. And Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. And I'll get into, in the next couple of weeks, more into maybe the biblical basis of why we should believe for abundance in every area of life, including finances. But today I want to just 
go into this poverty mindset, this poverty spirit that I call it, that plagues so many of God's people. And, you know, I think about the the story in 2 Kings 4, verses 1 to 7, where it's the story of a widow of the sons of the prophets. And this son of the prophet, he died, and so the widow was left with, with sons, and the creditors were coming. She was in debt. She was in debt. And the creditors came, and they were going to take her sons as slaves to pay off the debt. And the prophet Elisha and this widow were in conversation, and the prophet asked her, what do you have in your house? What do you have? And she says, I have nothing except a little oil. And I've said many times that one of the purposes of the prophetic of prophetic ministry into our lives is to help us take our eyes off of what we think we don't have to see what we actually do have. And Igniting Hope Ministries is a prophetic ministry, and that's one of the purposes, and that will happen to you, is you continually listen to our messages, read our books, participate in our courses, read our blogs, whatever, it's going to help you take your eyes off of what you think you don't have to actually see what you do have. So let me get into the seven signs of a poverty spirit. Uh, Sign number one is feeling unworthy to be blessed. Unworthiness is one of the symptoms of a poverty spirit. My wife, Wendy, says, we're only able to receive what we believe we're worth. And so even as we think about our own lives and as I think about Wendy's and my journey and when we were doing finances together in the 90s and when this poverty spirit was really strong in us, when we do finances together, it would be like a dark cloud would descend over us and we would become other people. We'd become frustrated. We'd accuse each other. We were negative. We felt hopeless. And, and, and just really, the Lord basically said your, your, your attitude and this spirit and this hopelessness about your finances is a bigger problem than anything in your finances. And we were doing you know, pretty much what we thought would would bring some breakthrough. We're, we're tithing, we're generous, we're, uh, we're working hard, we're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, according to Matthew 6.33, but we still didn't get breakthrough. And then Wendy got this revelation that we were only able to receive what we believe we're worth. And the problem is, was, was a worth issue for us. And so this first sign uh, of a poverty spirit is that the belief system that we're unworthy to be blessed. Now, I want to let you know, Jesus uh, became a curse for us so that we would be able to receive the blessing and blessing in every area of life. And so you are worth what was paid for you. You are worthy because of what Jesus has done to receive all of his blessings. 
Number two, sign of a poverty spirit is a fear of success and a fear of abundance. And this fear of success and abundance may be because of bad theology, thinking God doesn't want us blessed. You know, remember in that in that season, many had the mindset of their church pastors, well, we want to keep the pastor poor so we can keep him humble. <laughs> that, that, that mindset is obviously not, I believe it's not of the Lord, but it really, it, it's, tied to this thing, too, that if our pastor becomes successful, if he becomes walking in abundance, he, he may backslide, have a fear. And, and so there, there, there can be a fear because, again, we think it's not theologically right, but also there's a fear of success in, in believing that if we become successful or we become blessed, that we will not continue to serve the Lord, and we need to stay in a constant state of need and a constant state of lack so that we can depend on the Lord. Now, that is a, that's a low-level mindset, and, and God has called us to increase. And I'll just say this, you know, Jesus said to go into all the world and, 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 and preach the gospel, make disciples of nations, and it takes a lot of money. It takes a—you you cannot do the Great Commission if you're in lack, if you're in lack of energy and health and resources and finances and favor and connections. And so the, the, the reality of this is that this fear of success and abundance actually blocks us from being able to do the Great Commission. As a, a third sign of a— Poverty spirit is passivity, passivity. And we, we can use the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. One was given five, one was given two, and one was given one talent. And the five and the two talent people increase. But the one talent, because of fear, we can come back to uh, point number two, but also because of passivity, did not increase his talents. And so passivity is a overemphasis on the sovereignty of God and waiting for God to do something, whereas God, there's an, there is the understanding that it is unnatural not to increase our talents, not to do something that's going to increase where we're at in our lives, the gifts we have, the resources we have, the finances, it's unnatural not to increase. It's natural for us. And passivity and waiting is a sign of a poverty spirit. Debt mentality is number four. A debt mentality is a sign of a poverty spirit where we sacrifice the future for temporary gain for temporary happiness. And certainly we can sacrifice the future. And it's obviously by going into debt and finances. And I mean, there's times where, yeah, we may need to, but it needs to not be the automatic 
choice that we make. It needs to be something that we're it's well thought out, prayed through, and we're, we, we've got a plan concerning that, not just an impulsive decision-making process that puts us in debt. Of saying yes, and we can be in debt in finances, we can be dead in time, we can be in debt in relationships. And so a poverty spirit, as we think about even the time management quadrants, there's four main time management quadrants. There's the urgent and important. There's the important and non-urgent. There's the urgent and not important. And there's the non-important and not urgent. The people with debt mentalities live in the urgent but not important time quadrant. They they spend most of their time there and, and just giving in to urgent needs, urgent desires, or urgent uh, things from other people, and sacrifice the future for the momentary. The people who are not in the debt mentality live in the important and non-urgent time quadrant in their time, in their emotions, in their giving of these things. So number four is debt mentality is a sign of a poverty spirit. Number five is small vision. A small vision. If, if our vision is only to be able to pay our bills every month, we're going to have a debt mentality. If our vision is to change the world, I'm going to do something. I'm called of God. I'm going to fix something. I'm going to make a difference. Then that big vision, big vision is going to create big resources. Quality decisions creates a, well, let me put it this way. God gets behind quality decisions. Decide to do something big and he will provide. And so a poverty spirit person, a poverty mindset person is only thinking about just getting basic needs fulfilled rather than leaving a legacy and making a world difference. Number six, a poverty mindset is a fear of failure where one of our goals is not to look like a failure or, or, or the fear of embarrassment, not to embarrass ourselves. Listen, those who succeed most also seem to fail most. Winston Churchill said that success is moving from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. I used to say, well, man, I had a great year because I didn't fail. The Lord says, yeah, but you didn't do anything, Steve. And on one level, I fail more than most of you listening or watching. By the way, we are simulcasting. We, we are presenting our podcasts on our Igniting Hope Ministries YouTube channel. If you haven't been there, check it out. We got some great things there. You can see me presenting these as well. But a fear of failure. I, again, I fail probably more than most because I'm trying things. I'm trying to walk in higher levels of things. I'm, I'm trying things. I'm, uh, I'm giving God a lot to work with. And it's, it's a part of an abundance mindset that, wow, yeah, I've got, God's going to get behind these things. And then the last, number seven, sign of a poverty spirit is a victim mindset is a victim mindset. I'm at a disadvantage because of this. 
I can't move forward because of my past or the people in my life or my lack of money or you name it. Whatever we think we're in a disadvantage of, maybe it's our physical appearance. Maybe it's the possessions we have. Maybe it's the geographical location we're in. By the way, we're all at a disadvantage at some level. And we don't deny that there's things that are going to potentially hinder us. We don't deny those factors, but we don't get our beliefs from them. And we believe in a big God, in in big promises. So seven signs of a poverty spirit. Number one, feeling unworthy to be blessed. Number two, fear of success and abundance. Number three, passivity. Number four, debt mentality. Number five, small vision, survivalistic vision. Six, fear of failure. Seven, victim mindset. Now, let me give you three keys. I'm giving you a little extra in this podcast today. Woohoo! Three keys to overcome the poverty spirit. Number one is focus on soul prosperity. And I remember when Wendy and I had that dark cloud come upon us in our, <laughs> yeah, when, we just, when we met about finances, the Lord says your response to your finances is a bigger problem than anything in your finances. And he showed us 3 John 2, beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And soul prosperity, inner victory, inner success, inner peace, as we experience that, that's going to be a key because poverty spirit is an attitude that creates frustration, that creates um, just a, a hopelessness. So that's number one, focus on soul prosperity. Number two, dedicate what you do to the Lord. Just dedicate it all. I dedicate my finances to you. I dedicate my hobbies to you. I dedicate my gifts to you. I dedicate this home to you. I dedicate my car to you. I dedicate it all to your glory and dedicate everything. And and as we do that, the blessing of God, God will begin to use those things in greater ways. And then number three, is improve what you have. Way to break off the poverty spirit is improve what you have. Clean out your car. Get rid of the weeds uh, in your you know, in your yard. Mow your grass. Get the trash out. Straighten this up. Straighten that up. Improve what you have. Because f- faithfulness at, at the level we're at, if we're faithful at the level we're at, we're going to get more. We're going to get more. Every area, every realm you come into, every ministry you're a part of, every business you're a part of, make it better. Improve it. My dad would say, hey, if we go on a picnic, let's leave the place better than we found it. Then that that is an abundance mindset. That's an attitude that will help us break off the poverty spirit and move us into excellence. Hey, we're going to get into this more in the next two weeks as we're, we've, we're talking about finances, we're talking about breakthrough into abundance in every area of our lives. And by the way, we've got something exciting coming up that we're going to announce from Igniting Hope uh, in the next couple of weeks. Look forward to that. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And we are here to ignite your hope. Hope is the belief that the future 
will be better than the present, and I or we have the power to help make it so. Hope is catalytic. Hope for the future gives purpose and power for the present. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. Hope for the future gives us energy in the present. It energizes. Many people's tiredness is spiritual, not physical, because of a lack of hope, a lack of vision for the future. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is is our strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And for pretty much everybody listening, today is just not a good day to walk in radical joy. You know, you know what I found? I've I've have not found a convenient time in my life to walk in consistent radical joy. You know, I have this romantic view. Well, I'll I'll be joyful. When all these things line up, I'm not battling any personal weaknesses. All the people in my life, including my family, are doing what I think they should be doing. Uh, My physical appearance is what I think it should be. (laughs) Uh, I'm only hearing good news in the media. I'm agreeing with all the decisions of leadership over me. Then, yeah, I've got all the money I need. Then I'll be joyful. No, that's a delusion. I remember the Lord basically saying, Steve, if you're not joyful now, the chances of you being joyful in the future are slim. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thanks for that encouragement. And two keys to increase the joy in your life is increase thanksgiving. Increase thanksgiving. It says in Psalm 100, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gate to so many things, but it's a gate into joy as well. And so increasing thanksgiving to God and the people, focusing on what we have, appreciating what we have, rather than focusing on what we think we don't have. And then we also increase our joy through delighting in the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so the delighter is delighting in unfulfilled desires, things that he is desiring to happen that haven't happened yet. Maybe maybe it's a desire to see an addictive behavior change. Maybe it's a desire to see a family member breakthrough. Maybe it's a desire for financial breakthrough. Maybe it's a desire of something nationally to happen. Delight yourself in the Lord. We delight. Woo-hoo, I delight myself. I, I'm delighting in the Lord, not in my own abilities, not in my own responsibilities. That, that's a whole other message there, but the, in the Lord. God, I can't wait to see how what you're going to do. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this area of my life. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in my family. The delighter has broken off the spirit of heaviness that so often is attaching itself to people who are waiting to see something change in them, in the people they love, in in circumstances, et cetera. Wow, wow, wow. Well, thanks again. And, And, you know, we've been closing these podcasts by asking you to pray five seconds for igniting 
Hope Ministries. And we felt your prayers, and we've been doing it as to help model the power of attaching faith to five seconds of prayer. It's, you know, attaching faith to five seconds of prayer is more powerful than praying 30 minutes without attaching faith. And so why don't you pray for us? Why don't you pray for those who are participating in the annual negativity fast, positivity feast, or pray for our conference that's coming up on April 28th and 29th here in Reading. By the way, if you go to our ignitinghopeacademy.com platform, you can find information about this live event in Redding, California, April 28th, 29th. Maybe, uh, not maybe, I know some of you who are listening are going to make the, the journey. Maybe it'll be your first time to Redding. You can come to that event and then hang out at Bethel Church here in Reading or see some of the great sites that are here. Hey, even in your five seconds of prayer, you can pray over that or pray for those who are just a part of our marriage conference or just pray for Wendy and me and our team. Hey, the Lord's going to show you what to pray for. Let's take five seconds right now in prayer. Amen, amen. Hey, thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. If you like the podcast, why don't you tell somebody else about it? And if you want to sow a financial gift, you ever want to do that to Igniting Hope, that blesses us so much. We give a lot of resources away, books, courses, etc. We want to bless people. And your gifts help us do that and help us move forward in getting this message of hope around the world. You can go to ignitinghope.com to find out how to donate. All right, Steve Backlin here. God bless you. Looking forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.